0: This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Doctor Julie Capel, episode number seventy nine. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the model again. Last week, we started talking about the thought model and the way it's been developed into this tool that we can use in order to coach ourselves. And because it's kind of a heady subject and is sometimes confusing when you first learn about it, I wanted to do a second podcast to kind of go through it in a little bit more detail and give you some examples on how you can use it in your own life to coach yourself And also how we use it as life coaches to help other people figure out what their brain's thinking and how do they manage their brain. Because what the model is really all about is learning about yourself and the way you think and then managing that brain of yours in order to get the results in life that you want. And so that sounds like a really big concept boiled down into this little thought model thing. And it kind of is a big, heady thing when you start working with it. It's a little bit difficult to navigate, but it's so helpful and so doable. So I just want you all to learn it and learn to love it like I do. So the first thing we're going to talk a little bit about is just reiterating the parts of the model. And the first thing that we have to understand is that circumstances, or the things that happen to us in our life, are all neutral. And this is just a universal truth. The things that happen, the facts, are neutral. And the first time you hear this, you will want to argue, because we all have this collective agreement about things that are terrible, and things that are great, and things that are awful, and things that are depressing. We think that the circumstances are not neutral. Because understanding the way to work this thought model includes understanding this concept that circumstances don't really mean anything until we think about them, that has to be totally understood, and totally embraced. And this is a universal truth. This is not something that I made up or any of these people made up. This model is just a way of taking the truth in the world and boiling it down to this easy to digest thing, because we can use it in order to understand how to change our results in life. And so if something happens, a circumstance, and it's neutral it doesn't really mean anything until we assign it a thought. So if we take something like, I got fired from my job. Let's say tomorrow I went into work and I was fired. The fact that I was fired doesn't really mean anything until I have a thought about it. So my thought might be, oh great, I can finally retire and do coaching full-time. Or my thought might be, oh, I'm going to starve. I'm not going to be able to make money. I'll never get another job. I could have all these negative thoughts about the exact same thing. And that's how I know that that circumstance of me getting fired is just neutral because it doesn't really mean anything until I decide how I want to think about that. Now, the reason we think that circumstances are not neutral is because we have thoughts all the time. Our brain is kicking out this myriad of thoughts constantly, 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 and we think we're not in control of that. And a lot of times we're not. It's coming from that primitive brain. It's coming from that negative brain. And our brain is just creating all these forty to 60,000 thoughts a day. And so when something happens and we have a thought about it and it's automatic, we think that that thing that happened is the problem, not our thought about it. So this is the most important part of the thought model is we have our circumstance and then we have our thoughts about it. And we have to learn how to discern those two. What are thoughts and what are facts? Now, the way I like to think about the circumstance or the fact that we're starting with, is that we can prove it in a court of law. Everybody agrees about it. So if I got fired, I can prove that in a court of law. I can show that the person fired me. I can show that I no longer have a job. Everybody would agree that I'm not there anymore. Then the fact that I got fired because someone said, Julie, you are fired, is a fact. And it really doesn't mean anything to me in my life until I assign some thought to it. So as you're working through your thought models and as you're trying to decide what's a fact and what's a thought, you really have to think about it, which sounds really funny because we have to think about our thoughts. And none of us are used to doing that. We're so used to our brain just throwing thoughts out there and we're just thinking them. But we need to examine them. We need to think about exactly what we are thinking in order to control it, in order to create different results in our life. And that's the beauty of working through these models. So, let's talk about a few examples so we can determine the difference between a thought and a circumstance. So if I had a problem yesterday with a client because they were upset about a treatment plan, they didn't like the expense that we quoted to them on a treatment plan, and they were upset and they called the office and they yelled at me and they said that we were overpriced and we didn't care, so now I have a problem, right? what is the problem? What is the fact of the problem? And what are my thoughts about the problem? So the fact that I'm thinking it's a problem right away tells me that I'm thinking negatively about this situation. So what I have to do as I'm thinking about it is boil it down to the simple facts. The facts are, I have a client, that's a fact, That person was there at the hospital. I can use that as my circumstance. I gave them a treatment plan with a certain price on it, and that's solid, and that's proven, and I can see it. So that's a fact. We made up a treatment plan. The next fact is we handed it to the client, and then the client tells me they're upset, and they say something to me like, you don't care about my pet, you're overpriced, this is ridiculous, this is highway robbery, or whatever they say. So if I have this problem and I come home and I'm stressed out about it, the only thing I can do is try to determine what the facts of the situation are. I have a client. I gave them a treatment plan. They called me up and they told me I didn't care. Those are the circumstances. And then I assigned all these thoughts to that circumstance that caused me to feel the way I'm feeling. The client saying something to me is totally neutral. The client being angry or yelling, all of those things are totally neutral until I assign some thoughts to it. So if this happens and all of a sudden I'm feeling anger inside, the reason I'm angry is because of the way I'm thinking about what this client just said. So as you're plugging this circumstance into the thought model, the actual thing they said would be the circumstance. The feeling that I'm feeling is anger. So that would go in the feeling line. And now there's something that I'm thinking that's causing me to feel angry. And so now I have to figure out what that is. It might be, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. This person's an idiot. I can't believe they said that to me. Those are the thoughts that are causing my anger. And now because I have anger, that is going to determine what my action's going to be. So anger for me could cause me to shut down and hide and not speak to this client. Anger for me could cause me to get on the phone and yell at them. Anger for me could be Firing them as a client, whatever it is, that action that I take based on my anger is going to cause the result that I'm going to get out of this circumstance. And that's how the model works. Now, let's say I decide that my result is not firing the client. I don't want that to be the end of this interaction. But right now, with the feeling of anger, Those actions that I'm going to take will cause me to fire the client and I will no longer have a client. But if I want to change that, now I have to change the way I'm thinking about this client and about what they said to me in order to have a different result. So if I choose to retain this client and try to calm this client, then I need to take different actions from a different feeling that I will have for this client. So if I choose the feeling of compassion, now I have to figure out what do I need to think about this client in order to be compassionate? And then I will take a better, more compassionate action, and then I may be able to retain this client. And sometimes with certain circumstances, you can do this very quickly. You don't have to write things out. You don't have to think very hard to realize that you're feeling angry and you want to change that. The more you practice understanding what's going on in your brain, and this thought model will help you do that, the easier, you'll, the easier time you'll have choosing different thoughts, choosing different feelings, and creating different results for, you, for yourself. So when we're plugging things into a thought model, the feeling line, which is the third line in the model after thoughts is your feelings, needs to be boiled down to one word. Because many times when something like this happens, we have a lot of feelings, right? We have anger, we have upset, we have stress, we have anxiety. We might have all these feelings wrapped around this circumstance that happened to us. The problem is, is if we really want to work through our thoughts and our feelings, we have to boil it down to one because that one feeling is the dominant feeling in this situation and that Feeling is what's going to drive your actions and the things that you're going to do when you feel this way. All of your problems are simply because of your thoughts. And isn't that kind of beautiful and awful at the same time? Do we really want to be in charge of everything in our life? Sometimes it's so much easier to blame somebody it's way easier for me to say, well, that client's just stupid and they caused me to be upset and they caused me to yell at them and they caused me to fire them as a client. That's what we want to do. We want to we let go of the responsibility that we have for the way we act in the world. We want to give that up. It's really disempowering. What's empowering is the fact that we can control this. We, if we take control of our brain, we, if we think, can control this. So it doesn't really mean that we're never going to have problems in our life if we just think better. That's not what it means. What it really means is that sometimes we want to have problems to solve. Sometimes things will present as problems. But if we want to solve these problems, we have to use the power of our brain to work our way through them to a different result. So we don't let the problems haul us down. So when you're coaching yourself, you need to pick one thought and one feeling. So if I was going to use the circumstance of the client that's angry because I gave them a treatment plan that they thought was too big and I felt angry, I would write anger in my feeling line. Thought would be, don't these people understand that I'm a veterinarian and I deserve to get paid? And that that thought might cause anger for me. And it doesn't have to be the biggest, deepest, craziest thought you have or the deepest, darkest feeling. It can really be anything that you want to work on. So in this situation, what I need to do is ask myself, what is the result that I want in this situation? With this circumstance and this feeling and this thought that I'm having, what would my ideal result be? And that's how I can start to work towards a different thought model. So if I decide in this circumstance, I want my result to be that I'm going to go out of this hospital tonight feeling calm, feeling like I did my job, retaining the client to the best of my ability, and not carrying it home with me. So my result is going to be a calm mind, hopefully a calm client, if I have any control over it, which I actually don't. I only have control over what I do and what I think and what I say. But let's say my result, my desired result, would be to explain to the client what's going on so that they could understand it and change their thoughts. But really, the only person I have control of is me in this situation. So I want my result to be that I'm not angry, that I'm calm, that I feel accepting of this client and their concerns, and therefore I take action to deal with it appropriately without showing them my anger, showing them that I think they're stupid or whatever. So if I want my result to be this calmness, then I have to take actions to cause that. And if my feeling is calm, that's going to create better actions to deal with this client. And my thought might be, I guess this person just doesn't understand what it costs to run a veterinary hospital. Perhaps I should explain that to them. And that, to me, that thought is more calming because I can just decide on purpose that they just don't understand. But I do, so I'm going to explain it to them. And therefore, my result is that I am still calm. And that's how I use my model to get to a place of calmness and take the appropriate action so I get the result that I want. I no longer feel stressed. I no longer feel angry. I can feel calm and relaxed and accepting of the circumstance that the client is upset. And I'm not going to haul it home with me. And I'm not going to rant and rave to my husband about it because I didn't deal with it at work. I'm just going to deal with it and then let it go because the result that I want is letting it go and being calm. So let's go through some examples of things that you could put into the model to potentially work on. Let's say that you think, I can't stop overeating. Is that a circumstance? Is that a thought? Is that an action? Now, the overeating part, I would say, is an action. So I would put that in the action line as overeating. The thought is, I can't stop. If someone says, I hate myself, that is absolutely a thought. If someone says, I'm overweight, that's a thought. That's not a fact because there's so many degrees of overweight. Not everyone agrees what overweight means. So if I say, I'm so overweight, that is just a thought. That is not a fact. Now, if you have my weight on the scale, then that can be considered a fact. So if I get on the scale and I weigh 200 pounds, that is just a fact. If I think I have imposter syndrome, that's a thought. If I say something like, I'm sad that this client's pet died, the sadness is a feeling. So I am sad is the thought, but the sadness goes in the F line. So when I say I'm sad, I start from the F line with the sad. So in order to feel sad, I have to have a thought about this pet to make me sad, to make me feel sad. If I say I'm afraid that I'm going to get COVID and get sick and die, the afraid would be the feeling or the fear would be the feeling, but the rest of the sentence that I'm going to get COVID and I'm going to die is just a thought. That is not a fact. The fact would be or the circumstance would be is that there's COVID in the world or I was exposed to somebody with COVID and now I'm afraid I'm going to get COVID and die. So the fact I was exposed to COVID could create a thought that COVID is scary and dangerous and that I could have a feeling that I'm afraid and then that would create some action or some result for me. As you write out the thought model, your circumstance create your thoughts, which create your feelings, which create your actions, which create your results. You can plug any problem you have into this model. And once you put the thing that happened or the thought into the correct spot in the model, you can fill out the rest going in either direction. So you can start with a result that you want and work backwards through your actions, through your feelings. What feeling do you need to create for yourself in order to take the actions that it takes to create the result? Or you can start with your thought and your feeling. And once you get this model written out, then you can look at it and decide on purpose whether it's the model you wanna keep. And it's very difficult at first to pay attention to what your thinking is and to notice your thinking because it's so involuntary. It seems involuntary. It's happening all the time. Your chihuahua brain is throwing all these thoughts at you. But when you really start to sit down and examine them, then you can start to create these thought models in order to help yourself. Coach yourself through any problem. So let's take the circumstance that you got fired from your job. Because that's something I can think of that would be super terrible to most people getting fired from their job. And this happened to me, if you remember. I talked about it on one of the podcasts. But anyway, when I got fired from my job, and that was the circumstance because it was actually a fact that happened, my boss called me into the office and let me go. I was grieving. I felt horrible. I had all these feelings of loss. And so my feeling line was devastation. That's how it felt when it happened. Devastation. And the reason that I felt so devastated was because I had so many thoughts surrounding this circumstance of getting fired. My thoughts were, I must be a terrible veterinarian. I must be a horrible person this guy's an idiot. Why would he fire me? All these things. And I'm embarrassed because people are going to wonder why somebody like me who's so wonderful got fired. All these thoughts that I was having caused this feeling of devastation and grief. And so it created the actions of grieving. I went through all of the stages of grief when I got fired. And the result was, I really didn't get anywhere. I didn't do anything. I I had to kind of sit and feel it, which was fine. I really wanted to feel devastated in that moment. But in order to work my way out of it and start thinking of it in a better way, I had to do these thought models. And back in those days when I got fired, I didn't know the thought model. Had I known it, I probably would have had a lot easier time getting through that circumstance in my life. But over the years, I learned to coach myself in different ways, and I learned to think about, about this circumstance in a totally different way. So let's say you got fired from your job. You could choose to think about it as a horrible, horrible thing that should never have happened, and it's unfair, and it's unjust, and nobody would agree, and I'm so wonderful. You could think all those thoughts, or you could think, Oh, thank goodness. This job was bad. I don't know why I was staying there. This guy did me a favor. He let me go. And now I'm happy because I'm free. I can go find another job. I, I've been freed up to look for another better, more fitting position for me in my work. And when you're in the moment and something bad, at least your brain thinks is bad is happening, and you really can't see any other way out, you really have to dig deep to try to think of a different thought model to get you outside of that feeling of negativity and persecution and all the things that your brain wants to feed you. But if you simply write out a thought model and pick one thought that's the most painful or one thought that's causing the feeling that's your primary feeling about the situation and really look at it and decide on purpose whether you want to keep it or not, that is the first step into working your way away from that negativity and those negative thoughts. So in my case with getting fired, it didn't happen overnight. I didn't go from this was the worst thing that ever happened to me to this was the best thing that ever happened to me. It took some time because I really had to examine the situation. But I had w- been wanting to leave this job for a long time, and I thought they weren't good people for a long time. I just wasn't smart enough or I didn't have the the chutzpah to quit. So as I worked through the thoughts that I was having about the ex-job and the ex-boss and all of the things that I hated about the job, I was slowly able to change my thinking about the circumstance of being fired. And so whenever you're working through a really hard thought model and you're really having trouble changing your thoughts to something more positive, realize that your brain has these patterns and it it has been taught over years to think the way that it's thinking. And so you're going to have to cut yourself a little bit of slack when you start to change your thinking. Let's say you've always thought of yourself as being overweight. It's just a fact in your mind that you're fat. And because you're fat, because you think you're fat, it causes you to feel frustrated and overwhelmed. And when you're feeling frustrated and overwhelmed, you overeat. So ironically, The fact that you're feeling frustrated about the thought that you're fat is causing you to overeat. And your result is that you're now gaining weight or you're overweight. You're gaining. And so your result is a certain amount of pounds on the scale. In order to change that thought pattern, it's going to be really difficult because for years you've always had that thought, I'm overweight, I'm fat, I can't lose weight, I can't stop overeating. Those thoughts that are causing you the stress that's causing you to overeat. Now, when you're caught in these thought loops I call them, and that model is spinning around, the circumstance is always the same. There's food, there's weight, whatever the pounds on the scale are, but it really doesn't mean anything until you start thinking about it and reacting to it. So if the thought "I'm fat is causing you to feel terrible and the terrible thought or the terrible feelings are causing you to overeat, then you have to stop that thought. So what do you want your result to be? You want to stop overeating, right? So now the action is, I'm going to not overeat anymore. What do you need to feel to not overeat? And it's tricky. I totally get it. It's so tricky. But when you have those thoughts of being overweight, you have to think of one little tiny thought that's going to bridge you over, and we call these bridge thoughts, bridge you over into a slightly more positive model. So maybe instead of, I am fat, when you look at the number on the scale, maybe a thought like, I have weight, or I have a body. It's just a neutral thought. I have a body. And if I think I have a body, can I feel a certain way about that without applying judgment? Because if I take out the fat, I have a fat body, and take out the word fat, I have a body, then I can choose to feel differently about that, or that thought may cause me to feel differently. Or maybe the thought is, I am fortunate to have a body that works. I can stand. I can walk. I can run. Whatever it is, the slightest change in your thinking can change your feeling a slight bit in order to choose different actions in order to work towards a better result. So try going through this this week. Take a problem, any problem that you have in your life, and I would encourage you to Take a small one at first to work through the model, but take some problem. Download all your thoughts about it and pick out the things that are actually facts from the things that are actually thoughts. Because it's not the thing. It's not the circumstance. It's not the fact. It's the way you're thinking about it. So your current thinking creates what's going on in your life. So do a thought download and try to plug the thought, the feeling, the action, the result, and the fact, the circumstance at the top, try to plug all those into a model. And you can start anywhere in the model, and you can work forward or backward. I sometimes think it's easier to put the circumstance at the top and put your thought, feeling, action, result in kind of a circle because your result always leads back to your thought. But whatever works for you, whatever way you want to write it out, Try to plug some things into this thought model and then just look at it. You don't have to change it. You don't have to fix it. It's not about that. It's more about understanding what your brain is doing in order to give you some power or some control over it. And because we're humans, we always give meaning to the things around us because of the way we think. And that's why there's so many different actions and different results in the world because everybody thinks about things a little differently. And remember you're going to have 40 to 60,000 thoughts a day. And so this exercise might be a little difficult at first. So I always like to write them down. Write down all my thoughts even if it's only for a minute or two and then concentrate on what the fact is of the thing that's bothering you and then look at all the thoughts and pick out the thought that you want to work on or the thought that's causing the most strong emotion, the most intense feeling that you're having about the circumstance. Recognize what that feeling causes you to do. And then if you do these actions, what is your result or what was your result if this thing already happened and you already went through it? What was the result? And don't beat yourself up for it. Just learn. Learn from it. You can use this model to solve any one of your problems. Crazy, right? (laughs) It's so fun. So try to do this this week. Try to run a few models. See how it feels. See if it's confusing. See if it's frustrating. If it is, send me an email. I'll help you work through it, especially if you write your model out in the email and ask me to go through it. I'll help you. My email is Dvm at gmail.com. Send me an email in the subject line, say, help with the model, and I will help you work through it. The beauty of this work is you can coach yourself, but the difficulty of this work is sometimes it takes somebody outside yourself to help you because you're so ingrained in your beliefs and the thoughts that you've been thinking all your life. It's really difficult to get out of it. Okay, hopefully some of this helped you learn this a little bit more about this model. If you need any help, like I said, email me. If you want to talk about this more on the podcast, let me know. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, please give me a five-star review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate that. Coming up next week, I have my friend Carlene Bellier on the podcast again. I'm very excited to do that podcast with her. And then there's a few more podcasts in the next few weeks that I've got some really interesting guests. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to be talking to some of these people to bring you more tools to put in your toolbox to help you have a better veterinary life. So have a beautiful week, my friends, working on your models. And I will be excited to talk to you next week. Bye.